Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. I actually thought we had nothing to discuss. I went through all of the news and I was like, bro, guys, I don't think we're going to have anything to discuss. So I was sitting there and something told me, just jump back on YouTube, right? Searching for articles and all this stuff. You don't really find any news on YouTube. So I, I'm, I'm scrolling through and then I, and I see an episode of Undisputed and then I click on it and who do I see sitting in the studio? I see Paul Pierce and I'm like, Paul Pierce is on Undisputed? I had no idea that Paul Pierce was going to be on Undisputed. Now, you guys know uh, Skip Bayless has this thing where he has like a rotating panel, but I didn't know Paul Pierce was there. I knew Rachel Nichols was there. We even did a show about Rachel Nichols coming on the show, but I had no idea that Paul Pierce would be there. So when I saw him on there, I was very, very eager to see how he was going to cover the subject matter. Now, what's the subject matter? In this show... They were act. They were actually uh, talking about the the rumors surrounding James Harden possibly being traded to the Clippers. Now, for those of you who know, I'm supporting the Clippers this year, and when the news about James Harden uh, surfaced about him possibly going to the Clippers, I was like, "Why in God's name would the Clippers want to have James Harden on their roster? Like, why would you want to have James Harden on your roster? Why would you want that?" If you look at the Clippers roster, it is essentially an amalgamation amalgamation of guards and forwards. They already have guards. They already have forwards. They already got a Russell Westbrook who's going to assist the ball. So I'm like, why would you bring this dude on your roster? James Harden. I don't even know what to say about James Harden. Right? James Harden is turning himself into the single biggest joke in the NBA where he is losing respect by the day, not just from fans, but from his own peers. Everywhere you turn, you hear people talking about James Harden may be out of the league if he's not careful. So I was like, why the hell would the Clippers want James Harden? But nevertheless, we heard this, right? So this is what they were discussing. Now, usually when some guys, some NBA guys come on TV, and they're talking sports. Usually what they do is they go up there and they twerk, twerk it up all over the place or they give bad takes. In this particular case, when it came time for Paul Pierce to talk about James Harden and to keep it and to keep it 100, 
That is exactly what he did, and he absolutely demolished this dude. So what we want to do is want to play exactly what Paul Pierce had to say about James Harden, and then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to that there. All right, Paul, what do you think? I really don't even see a perfect fit for James Harden. I mean, I know all the rumors have been going toward yeah. the Clippers, but let's say he does go to the Clippers. You got Westbrook over there, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Uh, is he willing to take a lesser role? Is he going to mm. come off the bench? Does he start? He hasn't been there for training camp. Westbrook understands the system. He played well for him at the end of last year. And so is he willing to drop his ego, play a role? Otherwise, I don't see it even even of being a good fit for the Los Angeles Clippers, let alone any other team in the league. Okay. I, I like the fit. I like the fit with the Clippers. I just don't think. But they does he come give off up. the bench? Does he start? Yeah, he starts. Russ goes to the bench, which you know Russ has shown a little bit more willingness. Russ is turning 35 in like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. He he understands where he is at this point in his career. He actually was very encouraging during training camp. Someone asked him, they're kind of goading him, or are you going to get back to your old self the way you were before you well, were at we're the gonna, Lakers? I'll, I'll show you that in just All right, a moment. Great. But the point is. I'm with Paul on this. Really? At some point, this league is going to say no to James Harden because he's, he's 34 going on 44. He does not stay in great shape. And look, the, the best way I can sum up his career is he is obviously supremely gifted. As great a perimeter scorer when he was right as we've ever seen. But he has loser intangibles where when you need him the most, you, you trust him the least because... He's flamed out in playoff after playoff after playoff. So what happened against your Celtics, Paul? Home game, year. game six. Hey, hey you got you, two you opportunities got to step you, you, up. You've got it. You, you score 45 in game one, then you come back with 42 in game four, and I'm saying, oh, there he is. I picked mm -hmm. the Sixers to win it all last year. I think, okay, they got it now. No, they don't got it because yeah. in those two games, he completely and utterly disappeared, as we've seen repeatedly. So, to me, the prospect of James Harden reuniting with Russell Westbrook back from their Oklahoma City <laughs> days in the backcourt is double jeopardy because I'm going to remind everybody, if you go back to 2016-17, James Harden was first in the league in turnovers and Russ was second. 2018, Russ won, James two. 2019, James won, Russ two in turnovers. This is, it goes year after year. Trey Young took him over, and they, they finished two and three in 2020. Then Russ led in 2021. James was second in 22. These are the two highest turnover makers that, that we've probably ever seen as a duo in the history of this league. And right. remember, Russ, over the last seven years, has shown you repeatedly he is the highest turnover plus worst three-point shooter we've ever seen in combination in the history of this league because he's always at the very bottom of three-point shooting and at the very top in turnovers. So how can you put those two together? If you think Ty Lue needed a sabbatical back in the day when LeBron was there, he, he would need a mid-season sabbatical because these two – would would hasten his retirement. Go, go ask go, Russ is Rachel. more humble, though. But now I'm saying, like, how do you put the ball in James Harden's hand and take it out of Kawhi and Paul George's how hand? Yeah. How do you do that? They're not going to sit around and watch the James Harden show. No. He's going to have to come in and fill in a role. We're not going to sit here and watch him ISO at the top, run, pick, and roll, and wait in the corner on the ball. This is Kawhi's team. This is Paul George's team. But he didn't do that last season in Philadelphia. He was able to play more of that team game. And I have faith in Ty Lue. I mean, that's your guy. Don't you think that if anyone can manage those personalities, it's Ty? 
I don't know if anybody can manage James Harden's uh, attitude because the last three franchises we've seen him with, he's crippled these franchises. He I has. mean, look at what happened in Houston. They're rebuilding. Same thing in Brooklyn, and we're going to see a rebuild real soon in Philadelphia because if Embiid is not happy mm, in the next year or two, he's going to be out of there. And this is the James Harden effect that we're seeing everywhere he goes. Let him go to the Clippers, and the same thing is going to happen there in a couple years. Yeah. So you heard what Paul Pierce had to say. First of all, first of all, bravo to Paul Pierce. Bravo. That's how you do it. That is how you keep it 100. J.J. Reddick, take notes. This is how you go up there, and regardless of the fact of whether or not you're talking about an NBA player, you keep it 100 because you know that the primary reason you're on air and we're even listening to you is for you to give your honest opinion. Not to give a slanted opinion, not to give an opinion where I'm going to cover my NBA friends, to give an, a, an honest opinion on the things and how you see them. And that's what I absolutely loved about what Paul Pierce had to say. I 100% uh, 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 loved it because I think Paul said it in a way where a lot of people would agree. A lot of people will agree. A lot of uh, some other guys out there, if they, if, it, if they, if you gave them a mic to basically sound off on that topic, they will take you around the corner. They'll take you over here. They'll take you over there. But Paul was like, "No, I don't see it being a good fit. James Harden is not the dude for this team right now." And listening to Rachel Nichols, as I was listening to her, she was like, "She sees how it, sees how it could be a good fit." I'm like, "How? How?" Let's just talk about it. Forget about it from an X and O standpoint. Let's talk about, talk about it from a cultural standpoint. James Harden is one of these guys that will quit on a basketball team at the drop of a dime. James Harden is that same dude that was losing games in the playoffs and that very same night was seen in the club. How do you even have the enthusiasm to be around people dancing and, and smiling at a club after you just lost. I don't even understand it, but that's James Harden. And you want to bring a dude like James Harden into the Clippers locker room? So if the Clippers are in the playoffs and they, and they suffer a bad loss, you think James Harden is going to be one of those dudes that's going to be fired up and like, yo, we got to figure it out? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. As far as the James Harden situation goes, it, I don't even understand it at this point. Let me give you guys an insight. And let's think about this logically. James Harden was, according to rumors, promised a max deal by, by, by Daryl Morey, which means that he was promised a lot of money. So money number one. Daryl Morey basically says, nah, kiddo, I don't think we can give you that money. James Harden then gets mad and says, I don't trust Daryl Morey anymore. Because the money he was supposed to give me, forget about his word. His word is connected to a thing. And in this particular case, he's talking about a promise, which was money. He's like, I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to show up. So James Harden now stops reporting the camp, could potentially find himself in a situation like Ben Simmons did a few years ago with Philly, where he ended up getting fined about $19 million. So James Harden says, you know what? Because you're not going to give me that full money that I wanted, not that you won't give me money, not that you won't offer me a contract, it's just that you won't offer me what you promised me. You're not going to give me the money I wanted. I'm now not going to show up to work and risk losing more money. 
Hello? To quote Rob Parker, is this on? You're mad about money you didn't get, so you're going to pout and lose money, Now, what's gonna, which is going to even put you in a bigger hole, and then potentially put yourself in a situation where you could be out of the league after this year, where then you can get no more money. And this is the dude that the Clippers are considering having on their roster. I 100% agree with every single thing Paul Pierce said in terms of James Harden and the Clippers coming together. If he joined the Clippers, I would be worried. As someone that's going to support this team, I have to. Because I came this far, I got to support them now. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are going into year, what, five of their experiment. So we got to see it through now. And then you now want to throw James Harden into the mix. So what, what is he going to come off the bench? What if they tell him, James, you got to come off the bench? Then what happens? What do you think is going to happen? James going to be like, well, I'm going to do anything for the team. Really? Y'all really think a guy wanting a super max deal is going to want to come off the bench? And this is the dude that some people, some people, when they hear these things, they just look at the name. Oh, James Harden. Ma, James Harden. Yeah, let's get him. It's like, no. You also got to look at the fit. That's the same mistake that the Lakers made two years ago. They were looking at Russell Westbrook. They're just looking at the name. Ah, it's Russell Westbrook. It's Russell Westbrook. It's Westbrook. You didn't look at the fit. So to me, number one, hell no to James Harden. That's number one. Number two, shout out to my dude, Paul Pierce. I don't know him, but I'm going to say my dude. My dude, Paul Pierce, for keeping it a buck. He didn't go up there. He didn't try to cover up for the fraternity and say all of this and say all of that or trying to stop a man's, a black man's bag. He kept it a hundred. And I love that. And the beautiful thing about Paul is James Harden going to call him out and say, what son is a champion. Son is a finals MVP. Paul Pierce was a bad boy. So James can't just call, come out there and be talking spicy. Paul Pierce did things in the playoffs. Did James Harden? You let me know. So to me, I absolutely love it. I love the energy that he brought. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. The NBA season is starting today. And with the start of the NBA season, it means that we're going to have a lot of hate. Coming from Skip Bayless towards Russell Westbrook. Now, for those of you who have been following the NBA for the last two seasons, you guys will know that Skip Bayless turned Russell Westbrook into his personal pinata over the last two years. He was smacking Russell, Russell Westbrook up and down the corridors of the, of the media world every single opportunity he had. It was absolutely ridiculous to the point where even Russell Westbrook's wife was like, yo, hold up. Can, 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 can we take a break, please? Can, can we pause? Well, as you guys know, Russell Westbrook now finds himself uh, being a, a clipper, and he joined the team last year, obviously, uh, at the trade deadline via buyout from the Utah Jazz, and, 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 and the Clippers picked him up. You saw how he was able to help that team uh, in the first round, help and help Kawhi Leonard uh, get that victory in game one against the Suns, even though the Clippers are a very shorthanded team. But Westbrook showed he could do some things, I think, in game. I think it was in game. No, Kawhi played in game two, so I think it was in game three. Westbrook scored. 37 points if i'm not mistaken in that game so you know at the end of the season a lot of the clippers guys were excited to you know the possibility of bringing russell westbrook back but some of them were um unsure of whether or not they were going to be going to be able to bring him back because due to people like skip bayless and others 
uh, he didn't get his his market value shrunk, you know, when he only got offered a two year, seven million dollar deal. But it's, it's also worth noting that Russell Westbrook is doing very well uh, for himself off uh, the court. But anyway, he's going to be coming back for his second year uh, this year. So this morning I tuned in to Undisputed and I was watching some of the segments there and I noticed that they had Rachel Nichols and Paul Pierce on the show. And as you guys know, whenever Skip Bayless is discussing anything remotely related to Russell Westbrook, he is going to find a way to take a shot at Russell Westbrook and, and start flaming him. But I believe to his surprise today, what ended up happening was after he tried to diss Russell Westbrook, Rachel Nichols and Paul Pierce essentially shut him down on his own show. I want to give you guys a quick back backdrop. So what they were referring to was yesterday, Russell Westbrook was talking to the media. Right. And they asked him. It wasn't like as if he came up there and started talking himself. They were like, Russ, what are your expectations for yourself this season? And he was responding to that question. And then somehow Skip Bayless caught away for those comments and then took it to a totally different realm. So that's where he went. But, as you know, so as Skip was talking, it was very refreshing to see Paul Pierce and Rachel Nichols say, no, Skip, like. I don't agree with what you're saying, and I don't even see where all of this is coming from. So for those of you who didn't see that exchange, I want to play it for you now, and then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to that exchange there. Go, go ask Russell Rachel more humble, though, but now I'm saying, like, how do you put the ball in James Harden's hand and take it out of Kawhi and Paul George's hand? Yeah. How do you do that? They're not going to sit around and watch the James Harden show. No. He's going to have to come in and fill in a role. Now, we're not going to sit here and watch him ISO at the top, run, pick, and roll, and wait in the corner on the ball. This is Kawhi's team. This is Paul George's team. But he didn't do that last season in Philadelphia. He was able to play more of that team game. And I have faith in Ty Lue. I mean, that's your guy. Don't you think that if anyone can manage those personalities it's Ty I don't know if anybody can manage James Harden's uh, attitude because the last three franchises we've seen him with he's crippled these franchises I mean, look at what happened in Houston they're rebuilding same thing in Brooklyn and we're going to see a rebuild real soon in Philadelphia because if Embiid is not happy mm, in the next year or two he's going to be out of there and this is the James Harden effect that we're seeing everywhere he goes let him go to the Clippers, and the same thing is going to happen there in a couple years. Yeah. So you heard the exchange there. Now, hear my thoughts. First of all, as I was watching Paul Pierce today, I really enjoyed him on this show. Now, this is not the first time I've seen Paul Pierce on television. Obviously, he was on, uh, used to make appearances on ESPN. But I love the fact that he was given a level of freedom to really say what he thinks. I also enjoy the fact that he was able to push back on Skip, and I love that they were able to stop Skip right in his tracks. Russell Westbrook does not want to come back this year and score 21 points per game and average a triple-double. I don't see that. I don't see that being his goal. I think if Westbrook scores, and this is just me, I think if he scores between 10 to 14 points per game, He's getting you between seven to eight assists per game, seven rebounds a game. I believe Russell Westbrook will view that as a, as a successful campaign. And I'll tell you why. Because Westbrook doesn't have anything else to prove. Russell Westbrook is already going to the Hall of Fame. Russell Westbrook has already averaged a triple-double, what, three times? Russell Westbrook already won a, a regular season MVP. Russell Westbrook has already, I believe, led the league in scoring. Russell Westbrook has already made multiple all-star teams. Most, Russell Westbrook has already made multiple all-NBA teams. So it's not like as if he has to come out here and prove anything. That's the reason why you hear a lot of players 
push back on some of these idiotic polls or rankings that come out where they have Westbrook ranked so uh, so low. They're like, you dudes clearly don't understand a damn thing about basketball. Clearly. Now, there's a big contingent of sports fans that don't, that don't think for themselves. What happens is you have these people on television that say something and then they just follow. And it's not just on television. It's even in, in uh, independent media. All, all it takes is a person with a name to say something. And you can almost you can almost be rest assured that the sheep are going to be bursting through the door. Yeah, he, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm like, bro, hold on. Are, y'all think, are we thinking? Are we thinking right now? Are we thinking? Like, <laughs> what happened to the ability to process information? You're going to accept anything that people say. So there, there's that contingent out there. But most know that Russell Westbrook is not as bad as those rankings were making him seem. So to me, Westbrook has nothing to prove in the NBA players that will back that, support that notion. The other thing is, I believe Russell Westbrook wants to win. I don't think he's looking at this Clipper situation as, oh, I need to come out here and show the world what I can do. Who gives a damn? The only thing Westbrook needs to show the world how to do is the same thing Paul uh, Paul George needs to show the world how to do. It's like, how are we going to win a championship? I think that's what Russell Westbrook is after. Not showing to some dude somewhere that, oh, I can average 20. Who cares? He's already done it. Number one. Number two, how is he even going to be able to average 20 points per game? How many shots is he, going to, is he going to be able to take with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the team? They're going to take at least, what, 17, 18 shots per game. You're going to be getting around 40 shots just from those two guys. So how many shots do you think Westbrook is going to be getting? 20 shots a game? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So I don't think that's Russell Westbrook's disposition whatsoever. And I'm happy that Rachel Nichols pointed that out. Like, Skip, you wilding right now. But that's what Skip does. Skip will look for any reason to throw us a Westbrook on, uh, you know, under the uh, uh, <laughs> under the bus. So to me, I'm very happy. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. A few years ago, it was announced when it was announced that JJ Reddick was going to be coming to ESPN. We're one of the channels that actually covered it. And I expressed my excitement of having J.J. Reddick on ESPN. And when he first came, it was all kumbaya. But as time went on, I began to realize that J.J. Reddick is one of these guys that is always going to defend NBA players. He's never going to really say it how it is. And he's like the unofficial spokesperson uh, for NBA players whenever he goes on television. And, that, and that's something I didn't like. Why? Because I believe your goal is to go out there and tell the audience what you truly believe. Not to defend your peers or defend that person. Say what, and if they disagree with you, but you're telling the truth and you truly believe that's what you believe, what you're saying in your heart, so be it. That is the thing that I believe that that separates Charles Barkley from everybody else. Charles Barkley doesn't care. That's the reason why you'll see him get into spats with the late Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins, and so on and so on. Because Charles is going to tell you exactly what he thinks. And he's like, these people don't pay me. So I don't need to be saying what they want me to say. That's what separates Charles from everybody else. And to me, I believe that JJ does his viewers a disservice because he's always looking at it from an angle of defending players. And I don't like that. That's the reason why you had Ben Simmons go up on his show and he didn't ask Ben Simmons a single question that would cause him to hold himself accountable on that show. He was just throwing him softball after softball after softball. At no point did he say, hola, Ben. I'm going to call cap on that respectfully. 
and then have the person push back. Where am I going with all of this? Today I was watching Undisputed, and I came across a segment uh, segment with Paul Pierce on the show. Now, y'all know Paul Pierce, the truth, a hell of a basketball player when he was playing in the league. And in this particular segment, they were talking about James Harden possibly uh, joining the, what is it, uh, the Clippers. And when it came time for Paul Pierce to talk, he absolutely went off, but it didn't even stop there. There was another segment where they had Keyshawn, who's always on the show, and they were talking about the Lakers, and they were talking about Austin Reeves. And in most cases, most guys will sit up there and what? Twerk it up, right? Not really say what it is. But when it came to Paul Pierce, he was like, nah, I don't think so. Nobody was checking for this dude, and that's why he got off last year. So for those of you who didn't see that exchange, take a listen to what Paul Pierce had to say here, and then we'll come back. Take a listen to that there. All right, Paul, what do you think? I really don't even see a perfect fit for James Harden. I mean, I know all the rumors have been going toward the Clippers, but let's say he does go to the Clippers. You got Westbrook (laughs) over there. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, uh, is he willing to take a lesser role? Is he going to come off the bench? Does he start? He hasn't been there for training camp. Westbrook understands the system. He played well for him at the end of last year. And so is he willing to drop his ego, play a role? Otherwise, I don't see it even being a good fit for the Los Angeles Clippers, let alone any other team in the league. Okay. I, I like That's the totally. fit. I like the fit with the Clippers. I just don't think. But they does he come off up. the bench? Does he start? No, he starts. Russ goes to the bench, which you know Russ has shown a little bit more willingness. Russ is turning 35 in like two weeks. Yeah. He he understands where he is at this point in his career. He actually was very encouraging during training camp. Someone asked him, they're kind of goading him, or are you going to get back to your old self the way you were before you well, were at we're the gonna, Lakers? I'll, I'll show you that. In just All right, a moment. great. But the point is. I'm with Paul on this. Really? At some point, this league is going to say no to James Harden because he's, he's 34 going on 44. He does not stay in great shape. And look, the, the best way I can sum up his career is he is obviously supremely gifted. As great a perimeter scorer when he was right as we've ever seen. But he has loser intangibles where when you need him the most, you, you trust him the least because... He's flamed out in playoff after playoff after playoff. So what happened against your Celtics, Paul? Home game, game six. Hey, hey, you got two opportunities to step up. You've got it. You you score 45 in game one, then you come back with 42 in game four. And I'm saying, oh, there he is. I picked Mm -hmm. the Sixers to win it all last year. I think, okay, they got it now. No, they don't got it because in those two games, he completely and utterly disappeared as we've seen repeatedly. So, to me, the prospect of James Harden reuniting with Russell Westbrook back from their Oklahoma City <laughs> days in the backcourt is double jeopardy because I'm going to remind everybody, if you go back to 2016-17, James Harden was first in the league in turnovers and Russ was second. 2018, Russ won, James two. 2019, James won, Russ two. And turnovers, this is, it goes year after year. Trey Young took them over, and they, they finished two and three in 2020. Then Russ led in 2021. James was second in 22. These are the two highest turnover makers that, that we've probably ever seen as a duo in the history of this league. And remember, Russ, over the last seven years, has shown you repeatedly he is the highest turnover plus worst three-point shooter we've ever seen in combination in the history of this league because he's always at the very bottom of three-point shooting and at the very top in turnovers. So how can you put those two together? If you think Ty Lue needed a sabbatical back in the day when LeBron was there, he he would need a mid-season sabbatical because these two 
would would hasten his retirement. Oh, have it some takes guts. Me, it takes me a minute to think. I got guts. I just changed. I just changed. I'm a homer. There's no question about it. Now, look, Phoenix, certainly with the addition of, of Bradley Bill, they got something. There's, and I believe in KD. But I can't go against a 39-year-old LeBron James. And then we went out and got Woods. I can't. And then, now AD feels to me like he wants to be the guy for the I Lakers. Agree. He's talking about being the guy. He He's never once said, I got to be the guy. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, he's saying it. He's, he's you know, he's standing up tall and saying, I'm going to be the guy. So at 39 years old, with all the LeBron hate that you bring to the table, mm -hmm. I'm truth, here to erase that. Truth I bring? Yeah. How do you, mm -hmm. Skip, here we okay. go. Yeah. And then Austin Reeves, obviously. He can obviously take a different role in oh. clutch time, closing situations. You know, Austin Reeves. I know, Paul, you you look at so I'm not sold. I'm just not sold. How could you yet. not be sold? I mean, he wasn't on the scout report last year. Hmm. We all know that. People in the NBA know that. When okay. you're not on the scout report, you, you can you got free reign to go out there okay. and ball out. Now, okay. when you come into these arenas, you on the scout report. But, but how long? Was he off the scouting report? Oh, yeah. It's 82 games. Oh, at yeah. some point, hey, listen, we're not respecting you... Austin Reeves. He got to do this for a whole season for us to respect this. Go ahead. We're going to let him kill. Go ahead. We're going to let but, you do but, that. But, if he going he to ball out or y'all win, man, hats off. But I'm, mm. not say, I'm not saying he's got to score 25. Mm. I'm talking about the shots that matter. Mm -hmm. In certain situations where LeBron and AD are not the closers, now all of a sudden, last year's playoff games, they were the closers in the situations. Austin Reeves was not. So now maybe they give him an opportunity at times yep. to close it out. Mm -hmm. I understand you saying scouting report, but yeah. he had 82 games to figure him out. Mm. And you just let him you roll into LeBron, the playoffs? You got LeBron and AD. That's where all... We, in a, we before the game, this is all we talking about. Mm. If... Austin Reeves scores 25. Like I said, hats off. Y'all deserve to win, period. But now yeah. he's going to be on the scout report. They're going to game plan for him. I mean, yeah, he had a great year last year. He, he went did. to the USA team, looks solid. He so did. now everybody's taking notice. Everybody takes notice when you start playing well. Mm. And so now they're going to be like, we're going to well. game he plan for this well now. Now you're going to be game. Yeah, got but paid, we, he got paid. He got like paid. now. They not worried. I'm telling you, this is how it works, Keyshawn. No, I'm, I'm look, this is how it works. You played in the NBA. So you heard what he had to say. Let me tell you guys, I love it. I love it. I absolutely, you will never see J.J. Reddick say something. Never, ever say that. Ever. If Paul Pierce had his own show, I could legitimately see NBA players turning it down because like, nah, I'm not feeling, son. Why? Because he said X, Y, and Z about me. But if it's the truth, it's the truth. And number two, if you believe it, say it. What's going to happen? Say what you believe. And I love the fact that he kept that. And I loved it. I think this. I think there's too much buddy, buddy. Give me a hug. Give me a kiss. I think dudes just need to keep it real. Not in a disrespectful way. But like, no. Now, there are going to be some people out there that saw that and say, well, you know, you know, he a boss of Celtics, so he going to hate. That's understandable. That's an understandable position to say, uh, to take. But the part when he said about Guys that came into the, you know, that had a, a hot year and nobody was checking for them. Did he tell a lie? Do you guys not remember Lynn Sanity? You remember Lynn Sanity? Where he took over the whole NBA for like two, three months. Some dude that came out of nowhere when Carmelo Anthony got injured or Car Carmelo wasn't playing or something like that. And all of a sudden that game he scored like 28 points against Kobe Bryant and dudes was getting ready to be like, yo, son is the best player. Blah, 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 blah. Then what happened? Team started paying attention to him and then they shut that down. And then we found out insanity wasn't as insane as a lot of us thought he was. 
So what Paul Pierce is saying is absolutely true. If a player has a breakout year and catches the league off guard, chances are they're going to start paying attention, more attention to him the following season. And the part he made, and the, and the point he brought up about scouting reports, obviously, when you're covering the Lakers, you're going to be focusing on LeBron James and AD. And to finally bring home his point, if Austin Reeves was that was that dude before he took off because of the hard work and everything that he put on uh, that he put in, why wasn't he drafted higher? Why wasn't he one of these heralded players? You, you, I think he came out of one of these small towns somewhere in, in the states. So it's not like as if Paul is saying something that's not true. To me, what I enjoyed was his candor. That's what I enjoy, and I think that's what that show needs. If you listen to that segment with Paul Pierce. Uh, a Skip Bayless and Keyshawn Johnson for the very first time you saw some very good balance when they were talking basketball for the very first time because Skip is going to hate on LeBron no matter what Keyshawn is going to twerk it up for the Lakers every single day no matter what he's going to support every single thing the Lakers do LeBron he's going to defend everything but Paul is like nah I'm feeling this I'm not feeling that and I think that's what the show needs man you need dudes to keep it a little bit more real We've been watching some content with some creators talking about like, you know, uh, some people analyzing our content. They're like, yo, sometimes, you know, I don't always agree with him with what he says, but some be making some points sometimes. That's the whole point. I'm not up here to agree with every single thing that a person takes. But you know what people know about this show is that they know that this guy has a position. So therefore, you know what they're getting, what you're getting. Those people that agree with every single thing don't have followers. Nobody cares to hear what they think because they're going to agree with everything. They're not willing to take a position that's controversial. Or most people are, to quote Kwame Brown, part of the go-along, get-along gang. Here to agree with every single thing. Even if it doesn't make a damn, it may has a zero iota of sense within it. As long as they heard it from somewhere else, they're going to parrot it along. So-and-so said it. Son plays here. Son play here. You know what he said? I agree with him. I, the, as the quote Kwame Brown, the go-along, get-along gang. The sheep of YouTube. Let me just follow all these other dudes because I'm a follower and I can't think for myself. So I'm going to just agree with everything some big name says without thinking for myself. That's where we at. So to me, listen, I think that's what that show needs. It provides a balance and a sense of it makes the show a little bit more raw. And I think that's what you need. You don't, you don't need guys up there twerking it up 24-7. You got some dudes that have a position here or there. But I think if you have that third, that balance that Paul Pierce brought, I enjoyed it. I personally enjoyed it. And I don't think Paul was trying to clickbait you or troll you or get a hot take. I just think he was keeping it 100. So, Paul Pierce, you may not see the show, but if you do, shout out to you, man, for keeping it 100 on that show. I loved it. You're like, nah, I'm not feeling it. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.